Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Before the Hype. As always, we're bringing you fashion and culture. This is Before the Noise. And Before the Trends. And Before the Hype. It's your house resident queen. <laughs> <laughs> house resident? like house Number one what? house resident. No- <laughs> guys, house what? resident number one is your girl queen. Uh, another house resident. Apparently <laughs> I'm paying rent here now, I don't know. But... Yeah, literally, she your word, dummy. And house resident number three, or guest. I don't know, maybe, maybe like, it's just me. It's Ricky B. It's Ricky B, it's Ricky baby. fucking B, house B. resident. Yeah, number three. That's, well, that's it. Well, today, guys, we are talking fast fashion and the impact that it's having on styling and budget. No. All right, guys, so today we're talking fast Fast fashion? Where fast the fashion? fuck did that accent come from? <laughs> <laughs> fast sorry, fashion? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. Today, guys, we're talking fast fashion and the impact that styling is having on the budget. Yeah. That's the same, yeah. right? Yeah. What? I'm saying... Listen, i Okay, guys, today we're talking about fast fashion. Period. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. That's <laughs> period. Today we're talking about fast fashion, guys, and... Um, what? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, fast fashion on a budget. We're talking fast fashion on a budget, and we're also throwing up, throwing up. Oh boy, Just, why? Did you I, was, I was gonna say, I think I was gonna say, I you mm-hmm. hit that line and then we can just... Okay, let me do it. <clears throat> God. Woo. Guys, today on this hot episode, we are talking fast fashion and the impact it has on styling on a budget. Yes. And also, a couple weeks ago, Mugla <laughs> did a massive team up with high street brand H&M. And it has yes, everyone so. chatting, everyone scrambling, and everyone doing Mugla. Mugla. And I wanted to... I thought we could get a little creative, okay, mm. and come up with our dream high street and expensive luxe collaboration mm, of yeah. fashion brands and marry them together. Okay. okay, so let's get into it. So if you could have two brands, one luxury and one high street, Remember, one luxury in high street, don't forget that, yeah? <laughs> There's only two, Debbie, like, uh, you know? No, I'm not saying you'll be forgetting sometimes and shit. <laughs> don't forget. So, right, cool. which would you pick and why would you pick it? Oh, okay. This is interesting. I Let's go. Like, Should I, do you know what? You want to kick it off? You want to kick first. it off. Kick it off. You know what I'm saying? Set the tone, innit? Go on. So, fast put two. Only two. Yeah, do you get it? Yeah, you it. Come on. Oh, is it, is it? <laughs> yeah. uh, cool. So I'll put Uniqlo. Oh, okay. And I'll put Gallery Department together. Oh, okay. Wait, would that count as ha- high luxury? Wait, That's the only thing. Gallery Department? Mm, I feel like it's... Uh, it's, it's, it's there. It's, yeah, the it's, price is a luxury. Let's say that. The price yeah. is a luxury. So I'll put those two things together because Uniqlo like to... That in with the collaborations they've done in the past, I've yeah. seen that they've liked to work with like uh, different types of designers, like ones that are really unique mm. and bring something different to the table. Uh, one of them that they did recently was with Keith Herring. They also did one with like all the anime houses, uh, oh. so the Japanese studios. Yeah, so they've yeah. got like a whole bunch of collaborations with them. So with Gallery Department, because they're so unique in terms of everything screen printed mm. and literally all made 
within the same, uh, I'll say, studio. Okay, yeah, within the same local, like, type of And obviously they've got, yeah, and obviously they work within, like, uh, I'll say, workwear, almost workwear, and they've got, like, <coughs> an art to it. And Uniqlo also like to bring that blend as well with, like, what they do. Mm. Um, especially with their, like, gilets, jackets, um, their carpenter pants, mm-hmm. all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, those two bands will just meet well and marry together well. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I And it'll just bring... Well. And what I also like about it is that it'll bring a lot of people to gallery department at a price point that's affordable for a lot of people. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people love the brand, but they can't have access to it. Do you get what I'm money, saying? Yeah. And obviously, I like the brand. I want more people to wear it. Mm. And that's one way to get more people to wear it. It's by having those two things together. Mm. Simple. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that is like, it's the key (laughs) to those fast fashion collaborations, isn't it? Because it is that bringing that expensive brand that we can't touch, Mm. we can't reach. Mm. So, that'd be a sick kind of collab. I've got a good idea. Well, I said good. I've already decided. (laughs) I've already decided for myself, actually, this one. (laughs) Let's go. I just want it. Dior and Zara Mm. have a child. Zara. Zara. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I can see that happening 100%. Guys, the mm-hmm. tailoring from mm. Dior. I mean, Dior is like a couture house. It's all about tailoring from the start. I think bringing that with Zara's tailoring, because I mean, Zara rips off Dior all the time, no offense to Zara, yeah. but like yeah. they do. And if they actually get a really good collaboration going, they can bring that sharp, clean tailoring, new cuts, yeah. new silhouettes to the high street market, which also then means men's tailoring does upscale as well. I mm. think women's tailoring is really hot right now, but men's tailoring, they're like scared to really like push it. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. having those two together, having, I think Maria Grazia True with, you know, when she took over Dior, she really brought this new feminism argument, mm. like was using like old feminist, uh, like painters, collaborating with them, like getting them to like, where she'd have the show, like do up all the walls yeah, with massive yeah. paintings <clears throat> of like these, feminist icons so i think mm. having that with zara would just be really sick like bring that yeah. kind of message to the masses mm. Mm. i would love it do mm, i yeah. think it'll be a high price point like a mugler like you might get things that are like bare minimum 100 pounds like a t-shirt mm, possibly i'm not gonna lie <laughs> i know that's the thing i feel like even with my collab it's not necessarily like on gammy's wavelength where i think it'd be affordable just because i feel like it's already kind of so basically who's it gonna be i want to do Menea devoir and prada Okay. Yeah, and the reason yeah. why I say Prada is because a lot of their clothes kind of give me utility vibe. Like, not utility, like, complete with the whole, like, buckles and, you know, carpenter pants and stuff. But when mm. they're making stuff, they're quite structured. They've got the tiny little Prada. Uh, in the Like, they're very the discreet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. Mini Devoir kind of give me that vibe as well. As much as they're trying to... They, well, do you know what? Mini Devoir very much appears luxury, if you get what I'm trying to say. Especially the way people wear their pieces and stuff mm. like that. Yeah, mm. they've got a higher price point in comparison to places like H&M and stuff like that. And I want to say, is it based on quality? I don't know. But seeing Prada and Mene Devoir together, I don't know. I can kind of see that working. I just feel like, yeah. And DV recently, like, uh, they literally redone their logo. So Mene it almost Devoir, looks yeah. like the Eiffel Tower now. Yeah, yeah it does. And I, and I like that logo, if I'm honest. So it's giving them more of a luxury imagine that, appearance. Yeah the logo and then you just see like the red strip of the product oh, oh. mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying listen <laughs> 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 on this collab but yeah that was that was something I'd love to see and I love Prada 
I really do. I think do you know, I think the price point though wouldn't even be too crazy because Carhartt and Marnie did mm. a collab, mm. and obviously Marnie did a collab with Uniqlo twice over now. Yeah. It's been really successful. Like their shorts are like, mwah. Mm. and reselling. <laughs> they're reselling for more on well, like no. vintage and stuff than what they were well, originally. Originally, which I, I think is a real testament. And I feel like yeah. that's a, not every piece. Like, not all collabs have that kind of thing, but I find that a lot of good collabs end up having that residual, yeah. like, they're being sold on for more, do you know what I mean? After, even when you think about, like, for example, going back to Cortez, yeah, sponsor us. <laughs> yeah. um, but going back to Cortez, just even, even though their pieces are not, like, limited edition most of the time, people will buy it today and then go resell it for mm. double the same day. There's you longevity. Know, like, there's longevity mm. and people still looking for pieces that came out last year and, you know, so depending on the collaboration and how it fits and just even the brand itself, I feel like they will end up having that long-term stamp. So, mm. we're, so we're saying that all our clubs will have that stamp of yeah, longevity. 10 out of 10. 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. 10. Yeah, exactly. I think like we did that. good. I think yeah, we did good on that. Good other. choices. Yeah, Come on, we guys. Did good. We did good. <laughs> Proud of us. Okay. So this is part of the show where we have some of the biggest convos happening in and around fashion and one that's been up for debate for a while. Drum roll, please. Please, I need that. Thank you. Fast fashion. Oh, this is a creative director's nightmare. 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 Some people love it and others hate it. So we wanted to get into exactly why fast fashion is so indecisive or decisive and what impact it's having on the industry. Okay. Can I start? <laughs> Guys, I've oh, got, yes, I've got, got I said it so blunt. I was like, you said it so good. <laughs> no, because you said that so good. But also, can I, this is, yeah, so this is something that I have so many views on. Okay, it's really okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, start us off. And cool. also recently I was seeing the conversation light up again on TikTok around mm. fast fashion because let me just put this out there. I love the concept of fast fashion. Mm. And I, for this just moment, want to take it out of the environmental impact just for a second. Okay, go on. Because I think if you start with that, you kill your conversation mm. immediately. So for me, fast fashion, what it is, why it was created, was a way of giving clothing, making clothing accessible for everyone around the world. There is places in the world that did not have clothing. You could not have like just clothing to keep your body dry, mm -hmm. keep you warm. So fast fashion made that possible on a global worldwide scale where it was yeah. cheap enough for everyone to have it. So the accessibility, I love the idea of fast fashion. Mm. Yeah. And also the chance for everyone to have that individualistic Style, approach yeah, made it possible finally, because if you saw other people wearing stuff or celebrities, you knew that you could get the same silhouette or shape or structure mm -hmm. or cut or seam, mm -hmm. roughly the similar to that yeah. on a cheaper level that everyone else could get. So for me, I love the concept of fast fashion. Yeah, I just think fast fashion as itself ran too fast. Mm. And mm. I think we over like over fasted it. We like <laughs> double fasted it. That is new the words, words again added to this dictionary. Over fasted. Over fasted fast fashion. Yeah, yeah. They ran so far. I think we could have had it for 30 years. Mm. Yeah. And instead I think we've like killed it off in like 10 years. No, I understand mm. that. I feel like yeah, no, I do agree with you in terms of like the idea of fast fashion, even allowing people to become individuals. Mm. That part for me was a, a big thing. I think 
especially when you said like when I was younger, kind of just looking at celebrities you look up to and wanting to own certain pieces, especially when I was younger, knowing you just couldn't, and then it being kind of transpired into your fashion in front of you. You can now ex- you can now reach it through the internet. You can now reach it at a certain price that's not killing the bank. You know, it was it was a game changer, especially for people. I want to say even with a lack of confidence, fast fashion has really allowed people to feel like they have a sense of style. And I don't know, in some ways, I don't know, it's also opened a lot of doors for people who can't afford or wouldn't even look to pay certain prices for some of the brands that we love. Yeah, you know, yeah. some of these luxury brands. And I think only now that we are expanding and understanding that, hey, maybe paying more might give us a better product. But before that mentality wasn't kind of there. It was more just, I want this piece and I don't really want to have to break my bank to get it. So, you know, fast fashion kind of filled that void. But like you said, we have kind of, We've done a bit too much. Fasted. We've overfasted, guys. And yeah, like just to touch upon that, it. obviously I definitely agree with everything mm-hmm. that you both have said about how it's made it more inclusive for people to be able to express themselves with clothing items they might have seen on the runway. Mm. Like even for example, the big red boots, Ego Official. Oh my gosh, yeah. I heard oh, that. Ego Official, I'm thinking the Instagram name, <laughs> my God. Ego. Ego, even. Ego, ego, ego uh, whatever it's called. As a boy, that is, guys, I don't shop there, so ego. I don't know in it yet. <laughs> but they've literally made it available to have the big mm-hmm. red boots in different colorways as well. They got the Yeezy, sand- they were like the Do first, you know I'm they saying? had the Yeezy slides, and every color. Mad. I feel like people Crazy. that have grown up in a more, you know, like I'll say the Western world, mm. um, have obviously been showing certain luxuries. So if you have like a fake designer or, or let's say even the Yeezy that's obviously a prototype or mm-hmm. whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. in an underdeveloped country, that's something that's priceless for them. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. But here's where the voice of reason now comes in. Yeah? Mm, Everyone listen now, listen yeah? Uh, cool. Here we go. <laughs> so, even though, yeah, it makes it available for other people to be able to then have those things, but I also feel like it should be gatekeeps for the people that are actually designing it and mm. the people that are the brains behind all these things. Mm. Because a lot of these fast fashion sites like Sheen and places like that, they basically take someone else's design, make a profit off of it, and then don't actually give any of it to the person yeah. that's designed it. And then that then takes away from the person's work and it's like it... Decredits them? Yeah, like yeah. not not just the quick but it takes away from the work like it just makes it not look as good anymore because mm. it's just everywhere now everyone else has got like the fake version of no, it no. so it takes away from your creativity so you have to go more into your bag to do it and then mm. you're now scared to go into it thinking okay cool they're gonna copy it again and then i have to now come up with something mm. else and da, da, da. so that's the only main problem i see with fast fashion outside of obviously the environmental like problems with it as well but in terms of the person behind the creative direction for the clothing brand, having it copied, so no go. We yeah, need to get get yeah. we need to gatekeep that for I sure. Th- I think let's touch on that more because that I think that like that's what I mean by I think when I say that there's so much too fast fashion. Mm. Just yeah. the talking about it, there's so much, and I think let's touch on that independent designers getting not just ripped off, rinsed Rip- from it because yeah. as soon as like they have put months into developing this, like, let's just say this pattern mm-hmm. just for ease of conversation's sake. Yeah. And then, you know, a company comes along and just takes that pattern, roughly changes it a tiny bit. I mean, it's mm-hmm. fractional, mm-hmm. like how much, right? They rip it off, 
no customers are going to that designer anymore yeah. because you can get the piece nearly the same, Literally. cheaper, yeah. because, and yeah, it'll be less quality, but it'll come quicker, first yeah. of all. It'll be at your door probably next day if you want it to be. Yeah. And it's cheaper and it's almost makes it then throw away. No, I could yeah. wear that for one party no. and then I could Seriously. not have to look at it again. Whereas if I pay into this designer, and I think a lot of people when they're shopping, they don't realize there's somebody behind that screen because we're mm -hmm. so tapped into, you can look on ASOS, mm -hmm. there's 8,000 pieces. Am I gonna think that there's actually a person, a human behind that who's designed that pair of shorts? No, no but no. when you go to an independent store, there is somebody sat there yeah. who has spent years yeah. trying to make this mm -hmm. stuff happen. No, guys, literally, I feel like that is such a good example because you see, the I'm going to use the Yeezy foam runners. Mm. When they came out, they sold out, yeah? And I went everywhere to go get the beige colored ones. Found them, paid stupid amount of money. Two weeks later, my mom comes back from some market with two pairs of foam runners that literally <laughs> look yeah she was like i don't know why you paid so much for that look at these two that i bought for 20 pounds mm. and you know the idea of it is like she didn't understand i'm not gonna just go to find because i want the yeezys i want to pay homage mm. to the fact that kanye created them do you know what i'm trying to say and get them whichever way i can do you know what i mean in that sense of not buying a fake or replica and that's my dedication to my craft as fashion mm. do you know what i mean whereas but when you see the oversaturation my mom who doesn't see that value doesn't understand mm. that that's the obviously she doesn't need to she doesn't even care but like in the sense of imagine that being someone else who isn't understanding of the fa of fashion and still goes out of their way to go buy a knockdown version it just kind of even makes me feel a way i'm wearing it and then they're wearing it and i'm like i actually paid somewhat to kanye <laughs> do you yeah. know what i'm saying mm. you know because mm. this is his design yeah. but the fact that it can be replicated almost to the t somewhere mm. else and people just buying it for when i would say less than a quarter of a frat like nothing peanuts it is like it, it can feel disheartening sometimes you know as a design well as a consumer for the designer so you feel like the modern consumer i feel like we've taken it from back in the day where you'd have your stands mm. like in Dagenham market oh, where you'd get your do you know what i'm saying you'd get your um, fake designer from there or like your replicas from there or if you go to Dolston Market, but now it's now evolved into online. Mm -hmm. So, with that being said, uh, like, where would you say, like, what impact do you think that this will have in fashion in the long term? Mm. Because I mean, we've moved from the markets to online. Yeah. Now, to, to where we get now? <laughs> <laughs> online. It's, it's going to implode, though. Yeah. Like, it's going to have to implode. I mean, there's, you know, there's word that like, like ASOS don't entirely rip off designs as much as others. I think mm. more yeah. they actually take silhouettes. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that was what I used to wear as a kid. It'd be like, actually, amount of like beige and like, kind of like, didn't like, I couldn't afford trap star, but I'd wear like these like beige outfits or like mm -hmm. color box, which is all from like the Yeezy designs. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, But like ASOS is a massive conglomerate, big design, like big house. It's economy going into liquidation. Now, mm. I think that's quite a big thing. A, d a brand like that, where you could get anything and everything, that's the point. Economy, they're going into liquidation. Wow. Wait, who, who said that one more time? Sorry? So, ASOS. ASOS what? Yeah, yeah. So, hello. What? what? So, economy is going into liquidation. That's crazy. That's crazy. Because I need ASOS. I need now. What? So, I don't know. More, more now, here's the thing, right? If these brands like this, yeah. let's say you know, they go into liquidation. So let's say they stop now. Like, 
I think that's what happens. Everything implodes because, like, what happens then is you get people can't afford the stuff that they might want to get. Yeah, yeah. Right? We halt on all this production Mm. from selling it, but that doesn't mean that, like, all the stock that's already been there is suddenly miraculously disappeared. It's stuck there in these warehouses. That's when they're going to do these big Uh, one-pound sales and whatnot. Obviously, with that being said, with it being stuck in warehouses, in that scenario, yeah, whose responsibility would mm-hmm. you say it then like falls down to to be, uh, I'll say, environmentally aware? Mm. Or like, what's the word I'm looking for? There's a word that everyone uses now. What, conscious? No. It's got to do with the environment. Sustainable. Sustainability. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. whose responsibility responsibility is it to be uh, sustainable? Is it left for the company or the consumer? Do you know what actually they can do from it and what companies are doing now and what people are stepping up to the mark to do is uh it would be the company the company give this fabric away okay to these brands right now who are using it for offcuts of fabric making new garments out of it taking just this these sitting products these waste materials turn them into products where people can wear them buy them people who become now because there's a constant dialogue around it people are becoming more aware Mm. they're wanting to invest more and that is that crossover i think that is the only way you take the stock and put it in something better. Yeah. Because yeah. if you suddenly then go, we're going to do a one pound sale, having a one pound sale, okay, it means people can get close for a pound, but it also means people are going to throw them away because it means nothing. Yeah. It means a pound. Like yeah. a pound is, you can't even get sweets for a pound anymore. Yeah. So like, I'm like, it's crazy. Do you know what I mean? That's, what worth is that to yeah, you? Yeah, it's true. But flow is not a pound normal. Hmm? But Flurry's not a pound anymore. I thought I'd just chuck that in. Fries aren't even a pound anymore. You get Guys, kid fries. Like a, a 99, you know the 99 ice cream? Yeah, it's not 99p. Yeah. It's not 99p. It's not 99p. It's Best believe. gone up. It's not even, remember there used to be 50p yeah. ice cream if you didn't get the flake? No. Now, now it's just longer. I think, I just think the fashion industry, yeah. kind of, the fast fashion industry is going to impose on itself because it's just running too fast. It can't keep up. It's not able to, mm. but also there is a constant demand and this back and forth is going to have to kind of crash and burn. Yeah. Like, I don't I see how it can stop One easily. way that we could, like, let's say, hope solve that is by one more, I'll say more up-and-coming creative directors actually working with these fast fashion houses mm. and not seeing it as something taken away from their brand, but them adding to mm. already some of a big name. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. So, for example, Luigi... Um, done a collaboration with Zara recently mm. and not a lot of people might have known about Luigi before then but the pieces that he was able to come up with were really yeah. good really nice and people think at this price point it's crazy mm-hmm. so if more people want to get their names out there they could that's one way of solving that yeah. another way is also I'll say these companies as well if they really they could start like a fund or like um, a charity where all the excess of the garments or like um the fabrics yeah. that's the key word today fabrics mm. <laughs> sustainability sustainability <laughs> fabrics so they could literally donate it to a lot of like let's say fashion 
colleges, universities, yeah, definitely. Like, independent not designers. Yeah, like, do you yeah. know what I'm saying? All Honestly, around the world. We'd take that fabric. Like it would like it's so expensive to have rolls of fabric. Like mm, yeah. oh my god, a meter is like minimum ten pounds. Let alone a meter for denim. A meter for Jeez. denim is like thirteen, fourteen pounds a meter. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. so expensive. You need at least two meters to do jeans. Yeah. A meter and a half if you go really squeeze it. <laughs> and, and like and like these companies can produce it so cheaply. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think you're so right. I think donating all that fabric and working with designers like I saw Cos do yeah. a collab with Reese Yeboa. Yes, yes. And yes. I mean then suddenly people start Come to be like, actually hold on a minute, Reese Yeboa looking into him and then being like, This is really sick. Yeah. He's really been able to elevate exactly. his brand and get a massive brand behind him to do this collaboration. I think what's next then is having small scale collaborations, like being yeah. like, let's cut the quantity. Or if you've got excess fabric on the rolls of, on the rolls of fabric, let's donate that to X, Y, and Z yeah. university, college, independent designer, and that's yeah, where we kind of heal planet. it. Maybe? Yeah, helping the planet. And then buying fast fashion, you won't feel as guilty anymore because yeah. you know it's going to a better cause. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Almost like how, remember back in the day we had that fit the fair trade bananas. Oh my god! Yes. And then you'd buy that. And then you'd feel like you're, oh, you're helping the world. Yeah. Yeah. You feel like a superhero, really. Uh, yeah, I'll call it this age. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I swear no, no, I heard that in yeah. a minute, you know, in school they used to promote that. Yeah, all they used the fair time. trade. Like, where did that that's go? Like, are they still well, on that? I ain't got a clue. A banana's not fair it's trade a, anymore. What's a living, what's a living, must have hit him, man. No, what's, your, what's your take? What's your final take? Uh, okay, my final take. Do you know what? Fast fashion has been an amazing invention. Um, I say invention, but you know, an amazing thing for all of us, and especially those connected to fashion, being able to kind of build silhouettes, be a part of an identity maybe you thought was far away, for example. And I mean fashion identity. As we're obviously growing further years, I do feel like, yeah, we need to get into our environmental and sustainability bag. We need to start donating. Fa- and I know how much it costs, like in terms of like fabrics, like myself making clothes and stuff like that it is not cheap mm. so to know that there's rolls of fabric somewhere in some warehouse collecting dust is rude mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's mm. actually like do you know what i mean it's rude yeah, it's almost course. just like come on like people are out there wanting to make things out of these <coughs> things you know being able to people want like back in the days people used to turn curtains into dresses why turn the mm. curtain when someone can donate you a roll mm. mm. yeah, you know exactly. little mindset and stuff like that so i do feel like yeah in order for fast fashion to have that long yeah, I hate mm. that word. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like they need to start making people feel like their money is not only going towards something for them, but something for the wider planet. Period. Queen. Yeah. Obviously, I know you like to dibble and dabble in your own creative bag, make your own clothes. <laughs> yeah, I know. Y'all get it. And you know you're the creative director of your own style, right? Yeah, definitely. So, has there ever been a point in time where you wanted to buy something from a fast fashion website, but your moral compass was just not letting you do it. Mm, you mean in comparison to like buying it off a designer? Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, I would definitely say to you, like when I was younger, because of the idea of maybe like not having the money and not having the accessibility to get it from the luxury designer, yeah, I was definitely a lot more inclined because fashion meant a lot to me. It was my expression of myself. Mm. So I felt like... I wasn't necessarily cheating. I didn't think of the designer at that point because I was fueling myself, you know, trying to grow myself into the person I wanted to be through fashion. So now, now as I've grown older and I'm knowing, I understand the designer and even myself, the amount of time and effort and attention it takes to create a piece, I definitely am less inclined to buy a copy off 
fast fashion. Um, I like silhouettes. So for example, I'll definitely go for a similar silhouette. But if I see that it's like trying to basically be the exact same thing, I'd rather not, me personally. And it's just not because then I don't get to execute the style that I want, but I see it more as a when I can pour money into the designer, the piece is worth it more, you know? Mm. So I've now come to that kind of reasoning in my head, whereas I know that I can kind of still create the same outfit in the same silhouette without necessarily saying I'm copying somebody else's piece. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? What do you no, think about I, I, I mean, agree with that. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I suppose, like, is there an age where you should either stop shopping fast fashion mm. or or whittle it down like slow it down where I you know, start to shop I like know. one piece a year <laughs> wow what? one a, that's a mundane lifestyle that's what i don't i don't really that life. I okay don't so that. where do you get your basics from then okay yeah. so you get it like i can't be buying a vest from dior every time i need a vest yeah charity shop you can go to asda would you say that's fast fashion no it's a supermarket mm. Mm. I mean, it'll be made. Mm, would it be made somewhere? The thing is, is you can find the, you can find basics. I think in charity shops, and I feel like actually, like when you get out of your teens, mm. is when you start to reevaluate. You know, if you're gonna shop, like how much time am I pouring into looking, scrolling on fast fashion? How much time am I pouring, scrolling into vintage? Mm. Uh, mm. You know like used clothes or whatever, like how much time am I spending into maybe <clears> trying <throat> to make a piece or find somebody who I know yeah. could make a piece. Yeah. And I think the older you get, you should like change those yeah, amounts. Yeah. And I think you should keep trying to lower the level of fast fashion that you even just consume of your time. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. I and that's why I think there's an age where you start to really slow mm. down. Mm. I mean I'd say, okay, cool, like there's there would be an average age where I'll say people won't be as expressive with their clothing as they were once once they were younger. I'll say that, but I won't say that there's a cap on when you can obviously start getting pieces mm. from fast fashion websites because some of those pieces pieces can be very basic. Yeah, like I mean, yeah. you can even get like a four pack t shirt yeah for like ASOS, seven pound mm. from ASOS and that's essential and it's cheap and it's not anything too loud. So I'll say it's more about the type of clothing items that you do get rather than the actual website itself. And on top of that, I'll say there's no capping age on how you want to express yourself. Definitely. If you're the type of person that likes to dress loud when you were 17, 17. are you still going to want to dress louder? (laughs) But that doesn't mean you have to be, but that doesn't mean you have to, like, you're, let's, like, you can still be fashionable at 70 and not shop fast fashion. You can still be loud and at 40 and not shop fast fashion. Okay, you can so still be 20 and loud and not shop fast fashion. I don't right. think fast fashion entitles you to be expressive no. or loud in those ways. Like yeah. I, I think it, it can be a tool for you to get pieces that you can't get. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like... But do you not ever think about excess? Like, okay, you, you said, like, you can be 20, you can be 17, you can yeah, be 70. Yeah, yeah. But then at the same point... Well, okay, so we have to think about why is fast fashion actually a good thing for people who cannot afford it, for people who cannot have the accessibility to get these luxury pieces. So mm-hmm. whether they're 20, 17 or 70, what if they're still at that point where they cannot afford it and they can't get these luxury... This is where I say, like, if you put an age on it, then you're almost putting a pressure on it too that mm. you need to be able to afford luxury pieces and let go of fast fashion, whereas... But, like, do, but does everyone's wardrobe, is it all dupes of... of 
like luxury pieces. No, but it's not. I think, no. I think it's that's like what it's things you can get from everywhere, I right? I might need to reword the question a little bit here. Is it there's an age gap, or I mean, there's a cap on the age where you can get like replicas. That's my point. That's rather different. than fast fashion, fast fashion itself. Like basic pieces. But should you slow down at one point on fast fashion? The replicas or the just, just the in ge- I, I mean, just in general, consuming fast fashion. So you just even like, mean clicking on ASOS well, and buying. We're something. talking ASOS, Zara, H and M, weekday. Then we are also talking DHgate and all the and Wish. Yeah, no, that, that's, like, that's <laughs> but like. They come under Sorry, that no, umbrella, so I suppose. So I'm saying, like, should we not be... Should, the older you get, the slower you shop well, on those. Should you well, be getting one piece a year from this fast fashion piece and the rest of your wardrobe comes from other places? But when you say other places, aside from fast fashion, is that not the opposite is luxury? No. So where are you... What? Charity shops. Vintage. What? Make your own. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. But that's still... What? Like, you didn't know, because you have to think, not everybody's... Because you're thinking more, like, in terms of... Okay, cool. Charity shops and that are all great for people who thrift. For people yeah. who go to charity shops. But then there's shops. vintage where you search for it. That's the point. That's why these apps exist. That's why Depop exists. But then, yeah, but then there's a used think, goods. Yeah. What if someone wants something new, but they don't want to pay a luxury price, but they just want to say, like, Dami said the free pack of t-shirts, yeah? Would you tell yeah, someone yeah. to go on vintage to go look for someone else's t-shirt and times free? <laughs> Do you get it? Like, yeah, it's just yeah. that kind of mentality of like, I know you're trying to reduce it, but at the same time, I'm not trying to look for someone's t-shirt every time I like, want to buy time, one. Like, at the same time, are you going to need three t-shirts? Well, yeah. well, that's economising my wardrobe. I don't have to go buy well, another no, one every it, time. No, but it's talking about consumering. It's talking about consumption. Do mm. you need three of the same cut of the same style of t-shirt yeah, today? Can, yeah. Do you need that today? Yeah. What, what are you going to wear three today? Yeah, what if it's a white tee and then I, I spill something on it yeah. and then I need it like the next day another one so I go... Why do don't you wash it? Get a stain remover. That's, Why would I do that when point? I can get but free t-shirts? Nah, but this is the point of overconsumption. This is, this is why. I'm starting to feel guilty. I swear. <laughs> because I if you swear. know what I do with white socks, you would hate me. What do That's you do with white socks? I know. It's so, okay, guys. Don't tell me you, you wear Okay, no, wait, let me tell you. Right. No, guys, I have a problem. And I know everyone's going to gun me. Everyone's going to come for me. I'm yeah, ready for it. Once before, really. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Oh I can't goodness. wear white socks twice. I'm sorry. What? I can't condone I that kind of behavior. I know. I don't oh condone it either. It's so bad, guys. White socks just don't look white to me anymore once they're washed. Don't get me wrong. When I was younger, I used to do it firm it. Yeah, hear it. But now, oh my God, so I have. if I take off my shoes, my socks are spanking white. Don't play with it. Like, you know, to, I'm being serious. It's a problem. No way. But it's the only thing. Only thing. Everything else, I'm very like, I'll wash the t-shirt. I'll mm. wash it. Do you get it? But when it comes, I don't know. Why socks though? I don't know. It's, you know, it's, with me, it's just yeah, a personal thing. I've got white socks on right now. I'm going to be so real. And obviously, like, they're not white, white, no, but you can see that they've got, you know, I'll say they've got experience. Wear and tear. They've got That's experience. What Look, they've got experience. They've got experience. They've got experience. experience. No, I'm sorry. He said the socks have That's experience. Is, they have experience. Yeah, that, you see, been shit. I know Ricardo's going to hate me for the next I, couple episodes. Oh I know, my God. I know it's a problem that I'm really trying, you know, rehab. It's so many rehab. It's a problem. Oh my God. I know, guys, don't hate me. In I'm the not, because this is also the thing, though. When it comes to this whole, like, if it's fast fashion, if it's not fast fashion, if it's trash shop, if it's not trash shop, there's just such a fat load of hate on it. Yeah. One way or the other. And it's like, as we were saying, it's such a complex issue. There's so many sides to it. Mm. But then you also then, you could just throw in more arguments into yeah, this fast fashion that you could talk about overconsumption. You could talk about this, you could talk about that. And it's like, I don't actually know. I, I don't have a full idea that's actually just like yeah. i think that in that one way yeah. okay i've got another question for you here because i've been wanting to ask this question for a long time so is there an age year 
because it's all my age now, isn't it? Mm. Is there an age where you can't really wear streetwear like that? Is there a cap Streetwear? Yeah, like, is there a cap? Streetwear's just think, like think, a style of clothing. No, but I think it depends. That's yeah, what I'm just going to say. Yeah, but that style, though, like, going into that style as a... 65 year old, no, can you wear that? no, sorry. Did anyone just see Tiana Taylor's uh, grandparents that she yeah. just put? What, but like, they hold on. are, are we putting a cap on styles? No, no, but he, I think he means it more in the sense of like, say, for example, a 60 year old wearing the same outfit as a 16 year old, yeah, because you know, that kind of mentality of street fashion wear. is fashion, yeah. but a lot of people put streetwear with youth culture. I know they do. So you just put in that box youth culture. Yeah, but then but you have you seen in. some streetwear that's actually like um smart casual? Some like there's some like I wanna say um I don't wanna use this word. There's like um an audience <coughs> this particular kind of group an audience on Instagram like influencers where their streetwear is more like tailored like oh, smart yeah, yeah, casual yeah, yeah, but they still yeah, wear the yeah, trainers yeah, and da 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 but they've got more of the shackets on and uh, yeah. I feel like that's more of a grown streetwear. But even okay. just like, yeah, you know, okay, CP company, right? Yeah. Something that's quite aligned with like streetwear, like teens will wear it and stuff, like tracksuits, like 20 year I don't know, that mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, but in Italy, CP company is worn as suits to go to business. Swear. People who are earning like six figures wear a CP company suit because it's an Italian brand and that's what it was. It's like a tailoring brand in Italy. It's a youth street youth brand in but that's, but, the but, uk but that's also because the brand tailored to other if you get what climates I'm to i say, suppose but yeah. that doesn't cap out i think who can wear a piece of clothing no of that's why i think that's why i think like like style is always evolving but like right now there's like fucking 10 styles going around the uk mm-hmm. all at once that yeah, are really yeah. popular because yeah. everyone's trying to just now start to like flow into what they want and then see where they can find it you know, we people, uh, people are ashamed of doing fast fashion hauls now. Yeah, I, I never agree with yeah, it anyway. Yeah, it, it, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah, but Listen, like you mean I'm like ASOS hauls? In the day now, no one, no one wants to watch somebody spend five hundred pounds on ASOS. Don't want to see it. Because I'm not gonna lie. Are you gonna wear that five hundred pounds for the next like four years? If not, lot, a lot of them just much. send it straight back. That's, that's the why they they put a new policy on like the returns. Yeah, but that's in, that's just embarrassing. Yeah. Like, just don't don't just why don't you just be real? Be fucking for real. BFF. Do you get what I mean? Like, like I think <laughs> what I'd like to see is people reworking Outfits. their wardrobes more, and literally what they've already got in there. And then mm. if they want a new piece, literally just cut and sew it. Slowing it down. No, but that's no, but that's where I feel like I've gotten to. So like, I used to be the person that was on ASOS like every night. Yeah, I yeah. would be buying something. It's kind of like people with Amazon. I found there's some people. Like, there's a group of people. I seen them on TikTok. They're like the Amazon whores. <laughs> and they like they just order from Amazon all the time. I don't know what it is that they need, but they've always like my neighbor's one of them. Every day there's a package mm. from Amazon, and I always think to myself, "What are you buying? Like, what do you need?" So I've tried to kind of I've tried to kind of slow down in terms of I don't buy unnecessarily. If I need something, I'll look for something. That's my way of slowing down. Do you know? Because I used to like. Your goal night. is to wear a pair of socks twice. That's what it's at. Okay. That's what it's at. Beat my ass. No, I'm joking. As, I'm joking. As you so can you're say. You're part of the people so came on the planet, man. This no. Kind of facts. 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 Guys, this conversation this is deep. It's loaded. It's okay. loaded. T for loaded. time out. We I'm out. To, I'm we're out on the here. same page no. and now we're not on the same page. That's we... so rude. Listen, comment below if you agree. Yeah. In just literally continuously changing your white pair of socks. And just throwing them away after wearing it one time. I didn't Please say you should. I didn't comments. say I throw them away. They just become 
dependent on the dependent. It I can't. The it only depends. way you can redeem this year. No, but they become house socks. You will not catch me outside with them. Okay, okay, fair enough. Okay, fair enough. You didn't say that person. No, yeah. you just said you were no, out. Yeah, no, well, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. It depends. <laughs> like, there's only a few that are house socks, but mainly house socks are black. So, okay. Yeah. There you go. It's the most loaded <sighs> subject I think we've ever spoken about. about this again. <laughs> so, <laughs> never want to talk about this again. Just move to our, our non-loaded topic, which is Spotlight right of, of the, the week. week. Let's go. Ew, ew. Jesus. That was a great talk. I love that. I love the idea of fast fashion. Yeah. Um, but this is the part of the show oh. where we need to hail somebody up. This is our spotlight of the week, guys. Oh, no pressure. No pressure, but every week we like to big up one of our favorite people in the industry, whether creative, fashion, music, whatever. And this week... <laughs> Is the guy Demi? You know what I'm saying? Is that guy? Spotlight, spotlight. What have you got for us today? Who are we learning about? I'm I'm gonna just get close to the mic. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna make it real intimate for everybody. (laughs) 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 This is a real spotlight on Sunday. This is a Sunday, Demi. Please. Uh, Cool. So this week I'm gonna be celebrating. French-born, Canadian-based or Toronto-based creative director, Pierre Basson. He's the creative force behind Pierre Basson World. So mm. it's a self-titled clothing brand or fashion house, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. It's up to you. And uh, started this brand in 2018 and he's gained a massive cult following since. Um... And every time he talks about him starting his brand and everything like that, I think that it's almost like it wasn't part of his plan to have such a big cult following. It was just more he was following his passion in what he was doing. And eventually, he's at the place where he's at now. Um, So the brand, um, he first got into the brand or starting to make pieces for it in 2015. Jesus, I can't speak right <laughs> now. <laughs> and uh, he saw a bunch of influencers on Instagram and people doing partnerships with brands. And he wanted to, you know, show them a different side of where it is to wear certain clothing and certain mm-hmm. garments. So... I wouldn't lie to you. I'm, I'm kind of having a look at his Instagram. And I've obviously, I won't, I'll be honest, I've never heard of him before. But yeah. I'm actually very intrigued in... I'm someone who likes a lot of mysterious things, especially okay. like in terms of like the meaning behind the brand. So I yeah. noticed straight away that his logo or his main is like is a is a thumbprint, thumbprint. thumbprint and yeah, then he has on the on his caption your everyday uniform, and I love that yeah. because our DNA is our everyday uniform. Our yeah. thumbprint is unique to us, so yeah. it's that kind of idea that you're always carrying your uniform. And he's kind of made pieces that are very neutral, but. In a sense, you could really wear these as an everyday kind of uniform, yeah, and I really, I really do like the pieces. What mm. are kind of the pieces like, Dami? Describe um, some of these. So kind of reminds me of Carhartt. I'll say, yeah, I'll say, yeah, yeah they're similar to Carhartt in mm-hmm. a sense. Um, I would also describe them as like, I'll say workwear, workwear yeah, mixed with streetwear. So similar to what that you've got with your core tees, mm-hmm. but then you have your elements of like a. Um, that brand with the paint on the back with the M. That's what it kind of reminds me of. Oh, um, 
Oh my god. And they're different colours. Yeah. Um can't remember the name right now. The jeans, it's the jeans. Which one? And they've got the paint Oh El Visu. When I see when I see that he's expanding into jean pieces, it kinda gives me that feeling. Yeah, like do you know what I like? So what when I first came across the brand, obviously the first thing I noticed was the fingerprint. And um and also I've done some research into why that is and why he does it. And the whole reason behind the brand, because um, he's trying to make it a visual experience for everybody, mm. um, it's more about not the clothes that you wear, but how you feel wearing them. Mm. And that's why he uses the fingerprint, because that's like your identity when you wear the clothing. Mm. It's like a symbol of you being connected to yourself, yourself yeah. and the differences that you might have with everyone else, because this is just you, it just represents you and how you wear it. And it just shows the individualities within ourselves and it's something that I like to have within a clothing brand that I, that I pick out and wear. Mm. I'm meticulous and careful the mm. kind of brands that I wear. And obviously that whole meaning behind it just struck a, struck a tone with me. And yeah. I mean, his branding on Instagram, <laughs> it's, it's bloody yeah, cold, it's yeah. ridiculous. Like, it's there's so much moving. It's so like you would think there's a massive team behind that. Yeah, yeah. Like because it's it's impeccable. Like just look at go and look at his Instagram. Like Honestly, so it's so yeah. fun. So they had a pop up in France, and what I liked about it is it's different to what I've seen other people do. Like within, I'm gonna compare it to the UK because obviously that's where we live in it. Mm-hmm. And what he's done here, he had a cafe. So he had a cafe and then he like literally just restructured it towards his brand. So there was like a, uh, I'll say like a, not a pond, but like a little, it's sort of like a little pond, but it was in the shape of the brand. Oh my man. <laughs> Getting too passionate guys. <laughs> so it's in the shape of the brand and it was in the shape of the fingerprint, sorry. Mm. And obviously it adds to like the experience that you have when you go in there and then you have your own personalized personalized cups and then with that you can also have your merch personalized as well nice, so you have the option nice. to do that and you can just chill have a coffee or have an ice frappe or iced tea or whatever you're into do you <laughs> get what i'm saying whilst, ice today. do you get what i'm saying you you're also getting your favorite designer or favorite brand whilst you're also getting your favorite brand I can't even talk, yeah. bro. You're getting coffee. Where, <laughs> this is, where honestly, you're getting coffee. This where is you're an impeccable spotlight. This is so cool. Yeah, yeah. so so cool. Drop. Me. What's there at so uh, everyone can just should yeah. be everyone can just Pierre get Basson World. Basson. Obviously, I, I'm gonna leave this one to production, guys. Listen, I'm lazy. I'm lazy. He's doing that. Right. He's doing the plant. So somewhere. Here. Here. <laughs> we gonna have like that there. Top job. Have a look at them, though. Um, if you want your alternative to a cool tease or you want your alternative to a trap star and you don't want to, you know, follow the crowd, this is before the hype, no? Mm-hmm. So we're putting you on right now. Yeah, putting you on, guys. I mean, Dami, thank you for your spotlight. Thank you for your spotlight, guys. Thank you for the spotlight. Honestly, guys, make sure you check out Pierre Basson. Yes. Did I get it right? Did I get the little French yes, accent? Yes. And we want to thank you guys for listening to another amazing episode of Before the Hype. We really hope you guys stay connected with us and check us out on socials and leave us a review. Yeah, Please. at Before the Hype Show. You know where it's at. You know where it's at. And, you know, what's your takes on fast fashion? Mm. Scrap, we always ask, do you agree or disagree? This time. What's your takes on fast fashion? Yeah, leave that's that in it. the comments, man. Yeah. We want to know. 
And you know, just stay locked in because obviously we've got more content and more episodes for you coming up. And yeah, we'll be back next week with more. So stay tuned. Ciao, ciao, guys. Ciao. Adios. Ciao. <laughs> ciao. <laughs> Woo.